Welcome to Wellversed, where we bring biblical principles of governance to governmental leaders and you. This is the Wellversed podcast. We're going to go right now to Harold Yonker. Harold, Harold Yonker is a is a is a trucker. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have Harold come on. Harold is a, a strong follower of Jesus. He's been leading people to Christ there at that event. Uh, as if that's enough. He's a, he's the owner, a co-owner with I think his father and brother. Perhaps you can tell me of a Junker a Trucking Company. Uh, I just I just told him something that's fascinating. That is just to me this is a great reformation that's occurring around the country. And I told him I looked up in lines and discovered his dad. His name is George Junker. And uh, I my PhD is in church history. I care about church history. I say he honored everybody else, but I love church history. And one of my heroes is Martin Luther. And when he was about to be killed, he went to Wartburg Castle. They held him there. Uh, to try to protect his life, which they succeeded. He translated the Bible into the German language, and they gave him an alias. He grew a beard and became unrecognizable so he could move with some degree of freedom, and they named, renamed him Junker George. So, <laughs> which is a real, and in, in Europe, they say the last name first oftentimes, so pretty close to Harold, your father's, your father's name. But Harold, I understand you were the, by the way, Harold and his wife have 13 children. I hope you'll talk about that a little bit. Way to go. Um, I, you were the, I think, the driver of the first truck of the first convoy coming into Ottawa. I don't remember January twenty second or whatever day that was. Now, Harold, give us a report from the front lines. We are so honored to have you on with all the pressures you've got on you. Thank you for being on with us. Yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here and uh, to be uh, talking to people that are. Uh, Brothers in the Lord is uh, makes it a lot easier, not as tense as when you're talking to uh, Al Jazeera or Scotland BBC or London BBC. Um, it's been just an a, a, an experience that I never expected to to go this big worldwide this quickly. But uh, I'll start with um, the fact that yes, my wife and I. Uh, we were the first official truck in on the 28th, and I was the captain of Niagara route. We were supposed to all come in on the 29th, but they rescheduled the Ontario runs a day earlier for, for whatever reason. And we, we started a day earlier, and right from the start, when I signed up two weeks, well, it's, a, it's a month ago already, amazing how time flies when you're busy. The, the, the emails, the phone calls uh, already convinced me that we were doing the right thing. Um, and, and Pastor Hillebrand touched on that as well. And it's, it's sad when you're hearing from the public and that, that we are their last hope, that we're the joy the, uh, when, when it's supposed to be churches that are supposed to bring that hope, right? And it's been tough on churches. I, I'm an elder in, in, in our church. I go to a, a small uh, de denomination that's Canadian Reformed. It's called the Canadian Reformed Churches. We also have a few in, uh, we have one in Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, and the American Reformed Church is there. And talking about history, I definitely wrote down that note, Martin Luther was Jonker George. So that I'll pass it on to my dad. He's his actual name was Chedit Yonker. Uh, he was five when he came here, and the Canadian immigration at that time said, "Put your name 
you're George, you're right. So, but uh, yeah, I've been totally blown away by how this has grabbed the world's attention. And, and when you look at it, it actually makes sense though. For the last two years, this world's been looking for happiness, joy, hope, and humbling to actually realize that it was the truck driving industry, the truck drivers, the, industry, the trucking industry that supposedly is bringing that, that hope. And I'm honored to be a part of that. And I'll just also explain that my wife and I, we come from what is, uh, you, so you have Martin Luther, you know, the 95 uh, theses on the door, and then you have John Calvin, Geneva, so we're what we would call Calvinists. And um, a, a funny little story, I talked to a lady right when we signed up and she said, oh, I'm, I'm Lutheran. So you're Calvinist. You're a little bit more of a Christian than I am. And it's like, no, that's not true. Right. And, 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 and it just little stories like that. And I mean, it's been nothing but awe-inspiring. The, the first stop we came to, I pulled in, I started, I fueled up my truck and I couldn't believe it. So we left there and I didn't even know how many trucks were with me at the beginning. And it just, you go underneath the first bridge and excuse me, my truck is a cab over that I temporarily licensed and insured just to have enough trucks for all my drivers and my two partners, my younger brother, Tim, is a partner and my brother-in-law Jeff Tennage. We bought my dad out eight years ago and he just called me tonight seeing how we were doing little concerned you know the media's showing things that make it look like we're having problems but it, it, it's been two weeks of a zoo but a joyful zoo and Canadians have come out in support right from day one on the bridges. Canadians are typical uh, hockey stick carriers and they got flags tied to their hockey sticks you, you come up to the first bridge and you put your thumbs up and you go i looked at my wife and i'm like they're actually seeing me and they're all they're waving and you realize that wow it, this is um this is what we needed and when we come off the exit into uh, ottawa i looked over at my wife and i said i think we might be making world history because We've already seen the BC people started on the 23rd because they have a whole week to travel to get here. That commitment is, is awe-inspiring. I only had a six-hour drive. They had six days of driving. So hats off to the people from BC. There was a Christian lady who drove a concrete truck all the way from Prince Rupert to here. And that's commitment because those, truck those trucks are not designed to be comfortable to drive. They're designed to move concrete just a short little distance. She drove all the way from BC. She left early because she had to go back. Uh, I was hoping to con connect with her because she's a Christian, I found out. The stories just go on and on. But even when we got off the exit, uh, a couple of days later, I, I was driving my pickup because I brought my pickup so I could do a little bit more easier moving around and, and do some extra work. And we got off that exit again, and I looked over at my wife, and I said, unbelievable. Exit 120. That's my birthday, January 20th. And, and I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a numbers person. 
and, and a face, you know, uh, see people's faces. But uh, my wife and I have been so humbled by the support we're getting from our church community at home. Um, I was blessed with the opportunity to get a house um, that I could spend my this weekend with my family. So I had Saturday with my family here and took my kids through the, uh, through the show. And just imagine you can walk with 13 children. My oldest is 23. His wife couldn't make it because she's expecting in March. So she was uncomfortable. And my youngest is four years old. And we're walking down this street. The wind's blowing in our faces. We wanted to get to one camp that's been set up by a Christian from our area. And yeah, he was getting too cold. So we, we got to that camp. But it's like, okay, we got to get these kids back into a warm house. But it's just unbelievable, you know, two degrees, uh, minus two degrees versus minus 20 degrees. The crowd is still coming. And yeah, I've, I've been very thankful. Uh, I'm a town councillor in a little in a little township in, in Niagara region. And I'm also, I've run for the Christian Heritage Party in the last four years, uh, the last four elections. And you start realizing because of the training from that Christian Heritage Party on dealing with media, when it comes to abortion, the transgender mess in this world, the, uh, the family structure mess in this world, they train you on how to deal with media. And that has helped me deal with media here and, and given me the tools to, to be that face that goes on Fox News. I've had an interview with a lady from Israel that sends it all over Africa. I actually had an interview from a Russian out of Moscow and after the interview, I almost started crying when he said, thank you, Harold, for what you Canadian truck drivers are doing. So it's just been one awesome story after another. Hugs from people. You meet a, a grandfather and his wife walking up with a picture of his son. And I, I can't finish the story without crying, but his son passed away from, from depression and, and some other medical issues because he couldn't get to a doctor. You're, you're crying with people. And then you're, you hit an intersection where they got some music playing and then you're dancing with them. It's been unbelievable how God's name has been glorified, even within a, a secular society. And it's, it's so clear that this is, this is the Lord blessing things. You sense, Harold, um, I, I think you've already answered this question, but let me just phrase it again with your permission. This is a, a spiritual outbreaking. This is, as you walk among people, there is a greater hunger spiritually, not just for the, the notion of freedom and liberty itself, but an openness to spiritual things that might not have been there preceding this. Yeah, and that's what's been so awe-inspiring. And um, one of the uh, ladies that's uh, in the command center, her son's with her. Um, he happens to have the same name as one of my sons. So I connected with him a little bit on the first week. Then I kind of had to step back and, and organize some other stuff. My brother always was in those meetings and, and he connected with this young man. And this morning, I had the pleasure and honor of bringing this young man to church with us. And it's just 
amazing to see this young fellow once you know he's he's the only child and he's hanging out with a family of 13 connecting with my sons and just at the end of the day he said thank you for taking me to church i've been searching for 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 an answer and things and when you think about that like if one soul saved we've gained so much right so and I can definitely say there's 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 so many souls that have, have when you speak to the media and, and I always try to end with God bless you or God bless you. It's it's my it's it's so easy to proclaim it in this situation because people are craving that joy and and hope and they're looking for it. So it's just been humbling. When um I first heard about Harold, I heard about the people he was actually leading to Christ there. And when I phoned him for the first time, his opening words were not, hello. His opening lines were, you interrupted my hymn saying. We're singing hymns up here. That was, his, that was an opening greeting. Now, you used a phrase a moment ago, command center. I watched a 34-minute video of a press conference of an extremely articulate trucker. I think his name is Sandy, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, an organizational structure. I, don't, I know it may be a huge organic movement. I don't know if you know them or don't know them or, or there's more one command center. But what I watched was so impressive. They were so strategic. They had medical doctors. They had medical doctors. They were offering to talk to the police about their medical rationale. In addition, they had people organized in every various categories you would have a movement. I couldn't believe they put that together in such a short time. All of them calm, paced, calculated speech, very articulate, I might add. The main trucker, I think his name was... Sandy, as I as I caught it in this uh, 34 minute press conference, which I'll I'll try to put out to everybody tomorrow in case you don't already <clears throat> know about it. Are you connected? When you say the command center, people don't recognize how highly organized this has become in a very short span of time. Can you say a word about that structure? Yeah, like basically when you, I'll start off with with a term that I we don't like to use, and that's army. When you have a, a, an army, when you have one foot soldier on the ground, for every foot soldier on the ground, you have behind that foot soldier, you have six staff of some sort or another, right? Logistics coordinator, um, all the way up. So our uh, convoy has been quite the opposite. We've got, it's been so hard to even count our trucks accurately because they move. We've got so many at this block and then these guys move over here. We have three yards set up and guys are coming and going and then they're going to another street. And it's been for the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I, I basically was running around frantically because I was the only captain there on the ground. And you have, I think I had about 400 or 500 truck drivers asking me what's going on why are we just sitting here and we all knew we were coming there we we're going to park and we were going to we are not leaving until the mandates and the lockdowns are lifted but but what we also got to understand is we have a bunch of men and women who are independent thinkers that's why we drive truck we don't like somebody looking over our shoulder we can sit a lot but when we sit we move Right. We, we that's why I love my job. I, I I I miss going on the road because 
you get to see Texas, you go to California, you can go to Washington, D.C. You can travel and see such a beautiful country and continent. So I, I still love that. So these guys are, and, and ladies are so used to sitting in their truck, but moving. Well, this is quite the opposite. So they're, they're, they're restless pretty quickly, but at the same time, they are the perfect people to be representing Canada because for, I, I've been driving since I'm 22. I started uh, a year after my dad started the business and for, what is it now, almost 30 years, uh, I've been used to being number one with the middle finger. Sorry, I, I, I might have to cut your wife off to get through an intersection sometime and you're waiting to get through and you sometimes go, okay, I have to cut, slow you down because you have, that's the biggest break in traffic and somebody gets upset at us because they got slowed down. So we're used to that already. I've actually had eggs thrown on my truck driving by Darien Lake, um, Six Flags in New York City. I mean, in New York, but just outside of Buffalo. We're used to that. And this has been actually quite the opposite. Yeah, there's been some agitators. I, I, we, we know they've been hired to come in here to agitate us, to make us react in a negative way. My drivers have just been videotaping that and sharing that with the organizers. We could, we're actually um, uh, the perfect guys and people to be there because we're used to it. But it's actually been quite the opposite. We've been blown away by the smiles, the hugs, the high fives. And I mean, when I'm talking hugs, you tell a, a fellow that guy, my wife and I were the first truck in here and this guy's lifting up a 210 pound guy that's what I weigh. And um, they're, they're, they're lifting you off the ground and, and you're just blown away by that. So how they organized was we all got in, then they organized and it's actually fallen into place just so beautifully. The command center has text on the wall. They pray at every meeting. That's how we start our meetings. I don't always, I'm not a, I, in all the meetings and, but, it's been just beautiful. Like, and what I think people don't realize is a lot of truck drivers are Christian to one degree or another. Right. And, and this is, and we're here representing the world when we didn't expect it. Let me ask you, help uh, those of us that live in the U S who don't know parliament Hill, who don't know Ottawa, uh, Ottawa is in Ontario. Ontario is one of the provinces. That's your federal capital. Uh, give us a sense of how, how large, area around the parliament it is and parliament hill itself large area about or maybe you can't even guess to I me mean, how many people are there how many trucks are there and then how in what way are you connected with the other truck uh convoys blockades that are beginning to crop up all over places i think you're disconnected as i understand it with what happened in ambassador bridge down in detroit uh, windsor but if you could talk about that give us a geographical grasp of your area, and then about how many, and then any connections. Well, I mean, my understanding is in Israel today, there was supposed to be a- well, well, right now, this morning, the um, Israel convoy is going from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, inspired by you. And the, <coughs> the ma mainstream media will not report it, but it's a huge movement about of all freedom-loving people, and in, in gratitude for your inspiration, um, they, they felt that they too, this is the moment they have to get their nation back. 
the Maori people over even New Zealand. It's pretty amazing. So give us a sense uh, for those that's not oriented to your capital, uh, give us kind of a, a, a grasp of it in just a few moments if you can. Okay, so Wellington Street is the street that runs east, uh, east and west in front of Parliament. Um, there's probably about, there's four lanes of traffic and one section, well, all of the trucks are three deep, like, so there's one lane open and then there's three rows of trucks, but there's trucks, there's RVs, there's cars, and I'm going to say there's about, uh, I'm going to say a kilometer, but that doesn't help you in America. So that's about, there's probably a mile and a half of that if you actually were to compress everything. And then I'm still, I've been here two weeks and you're still finding, oh, there's trucks parked on this street. So Wellington is runs east and west. Then there's the next road south is escaping my mind. The next road after that is Albert Street. And there's trucks parked on there. And there's trucks parked on the side, uh, side streets going back and forth. There's a lot of one-way streets. So, and then when you get to what is called the War Museum, there's a whole camp set up there. And I just got there yesterday and I tried to count the trucks, but my four-year-old was too tired. So we, I didn't have time to count the, uh, the trucks. He wasn't too tired. He was too cold. So we, we left before that. But my first count when I was here was 500 and some trucks. And I, I, I have not heard an official number yet because it's been so hard because they keep moving. And we have, a, we have two yards camps set up with like i can go there right now and get a pair of gloves pair of boots coats v8 uh, vegetable drink i can get hot food there's three camps set up like that like i mean you can go there and get whatever you want there's shovels there's salt skins of salt that we bring into these drivers so they can keep the roads from getting slippery in between the trucks I have one driver, he's 71 years old. He's in pretty much the second truck back at the center of Parliament Street. And and there's the, the guys from the east are, are from Quebec and Nova Scotia are facing us at the center there. And in between, there's the big stage area. It's a crane, basically, uh, with the boom way up with the Canadian flag. And there's a big area there. And when the people that are there on the weekend, it's just jammed. Like yesterday at four o'clock when I left home, I couldn't, I could, I wouldn't, I did, I, I had to go a block down so that I keep, I could keep my family together. Like you couldn't go through this crowd. And then you get to another intersection about half a mile down the road and there's trucks kind of scattered through there. And it's just full of people. If it's not a truck, it's people there. And then that next intersection, we had to go around that so I couldn't lose my family. Like, we're, I'd say millions, but it's its, it's a number that's, you, you can't count them. It's just been unbelievable. The weekends have been a party, not a protest. And that's where the, the police have been frustrated because you mentioned it early. There, there's actually zero crime rate on the streets because the police are there and the truck drivers are there and the truck drivers are doing a better job patrolling this their areas than the police are and 
Yeah, we had it the other day. Somebody threw something at a, at a, at a Fox News person, and it was truck drivers that took the, the gentleman down, held him, and the, the the reporter from Fox was like, you know what, let him go. I think she, he threw some ice at her feet or something. But it's been unbelievable. And it's just, to try to count, I'm not a good counter when it comes to people, but the media is definitely trying to make like it's a, a fringe minority, but it's not. It's quite the opposite. Do you, th- you think, the, the sensing, this is the last question on this question, what, would it be a one square kilometer, which is a lot, uh, 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 let's say close to a, a mile square of, uh, um, is, would that be close to what you're occupying there? I say occupy, this, uh, correction, I, at the press conference, they said we're not occupying, so I erase that word. Uh, <laughs> you're actually, all you're asking for is your rightful, your rights as a citizen of Canada. So you're not occupying anything. It's your property. But would you think it would be uh, the total compound would be a square kilometer or do you have some sense of that? Oh, I'm sure if we were trying to, if we were to compress everything together, trucks and, and people, I, I would be saying it's, it's probably two miles square. And, and oh, I don't, and, oh yeah. And, and that's putting all the trucks and all the people into a two miles square. So now you're talking 1.6 kilometers per mile. Like it's, it's just so hard to comprehend. And then the trucks are scattered on other streets. It's just, it's, it's huge. And this one is highly organized. You're, you are or are not necessarily connected to other uh, convoys in various parts of Canada. And then down there on the uh, Windsor and Detroit bridge, ambassador bridge. Yeah. The other, the other convoys that have been organized have, uh, been organized by separate groups and I, you know i i myself personally wouldn't wouldn't be sending my trucks to a protest like a convoy like that but at the same time i can see why they're doing it and they're trying to make us like oh it's it's the convoys that are problem like you know ford's complaining now that they're gonna run out of truck parts well mr ford call your prime minister call your president call Doug Ford, who's the premier of Ontario, you, you must be related to him, and say, hey, let's stop this right now, like tomorrow. Because what they're forgetting is 25% of the truck drivers or 20% of the truck drivers can't cross the border right now back and forth. That's 6,000 loads per day that don't cross. So when you, you times that by the amount of a weight we carry uh, running into the US, U.S. We carry from forty-two to forty-eight thousand pounds. So if you just do it at an average of, let's say, forty-two, that's two hundred and fifty-two million pounds of goods per day not crossing. So even even be, even if we had just said, okay, all the unvaxxed drivers aren't going to cross, it would have already affected the economy uh, immensely. And this is our, this, the convoys at the border are, are just amplifying the problem that our governments have put in place. And that's what they're kind of forgetting. They're saying, well, the truck drivers there are, you know, goofing up our economy. Well, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Same, and, and same with here. I'll quickly just add, like, there's businesses, that they, they, they told the downtown businesses here, shut your businesses down because there's going to be a bunch of bad truck drivers there. Well, there's businesses that have said in the last two weeks, I've done more business than I have in the last two years. 
So yeah. businesses actually are starting to open. My wife found one little restaurant called Iconic, a Christian man. He said, I woke up in the morning and God told me, open up your restaurant. So he opened up his restaurant and he makes a beautiful breakfast. And we even asked him, hey, do you need us to get stuff for you? To And he's like, oh, no, no. I get up early in the morning. I go buy my own meat, my own supplies because I need the best. And he's been doing a booming business. And then I had it with an interview with, um, oh, the name slipped in my mind, but one of the American channels, American Now or America Voice Now. American News and Now. They had a, uh, yeah, one. and they had a America one now. Yeah. And I, I, I got to be careful which name I use because I've, I've been interviewed. And they interviewed a restaurant owner that's complaining. He's sitting in an empty restaurant as a chef going, my business has been hurt by the truck drivers. And then they asked me, well, what do you have to say about that, Harold? I said, well, it's actually pretty simple. If you would welcome us into your, your, your business with a, without a mask, you'd do a booming business. Like, I don't even need to sit down and eat there. But if, if you are letting us come in without our masks, you'd do a booming business. And so that's where the media is twisting things. And it's, it's, it's actually pretty disturbing and sad that they're twisting things and, 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 and like any good Christian would know, the, the media has been lying to us for many years. There's a lot of good media out there, but at the same time, there's a narrative that's working behind the scenes that a, a greater power that is is uh, that's the problem, right? And and that greater power will not be removed until he returns, and and so we need to keep fighting against that. You have been so gracious. Three things I want to say, and then I've got to let you go. The first one is, in listening to the press conference, <clears throat> if things are heating up there, uh, just so you know how to pray, everyone know how to pray, uh, there is some communication from command center uh, that the uh, police, the government, could shut down all cell phones, no communication, and start a process called kettling. That's a nice way of saying, well, arrest them all and put them in, in, in jail. And so if cell phones suddenly, if the communication starts, we'll know that that's taken place. Harold, that's the best report I can get from the press conference I listen to. The second thing is just, Harold, for you to know privately, I'm secretly a wannabe truck driver. So I'm going to fly up there sometime. I want you to let me drive one of your trucks down a dirt road somewhere that's safe. Because I, I secretly want to be a truck driver someday. Maybe I can grow up and be like you. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a little secret. My dad, I said to my dad, I want to go into the ministry. And he kind of laughed at me and said, you can't do that, son. You're not a very good speaker. I, I suck at grammar, and my it's from my mother's side of the family. But it's amazing how God uses um, us and our weaknesses to to do something. And um, to all the farmers out there, I've been a farmer at heart since I've been a little boy. I've I've worked on dairy farms, and I've always wanted to be a cowboy. And when you see the three of these these organizations coming to each other's rescue. It's been amazing. And I also want to put out to the churches as well. Like I, I'm an elder in my church. We do three-year terms, and then we get two years off. I just got back in, and it's been a challenge, right? And I've always, you know, my wife is a mother of 13, and she doesn't, she can't stand her children wear a mask. So we, we've never put our mask on our kids. There's so much information out there that we know is false. So she's been very solid with that. And then also when it comes to the, so many of the churches, there's the leadership, there's, there's both sides, right? There's the, the fifth commandment, 
honor your father and your mother. And then there's the ninth commandment. Don't bear false witness. And it's always, it's a very big challenge to, to differentiate between honoring the government or obeying the government over top of honoring God. And that's where a lot of churches have had that struggle. But I mean, when you look at what's happening here, it's, it's waking them up and, and making them realize we, we get, we, I went to a church this morning. They welcome anybody, everybody, no masks. They serve us lunch after every Sunday. And they're going to be doing that. They actually have showers for the trucks. Then there's another church I went to at 1.30. And they, they wear masks. But they also said anybody from the convoy can be welcome and, and we won't. Uh, so I went there in the afternoon so that my, my wife and, and children could start traveling home and be home at a decent time this evening. And I was thankful that I could spend this time with brothers and sisters in the Lord here. Yeah. And yeah. The, uh, I want to say uh, the, the scripture is crystal clear on the issue from Romans. Paul's writings. I'll say this in about two sentences. If the government has the task, the government's role is to be, quote, diakonos, that's the word in the Greek, a minister of God, and we are to obey the government. But if they fail to be the minister of God, if they fail, they violate God's providence for, for, for government, we are obligated to help them become the minister of God, and that's what these truckers are doing. This is a God-inspired, holy-inspired, uh, quote, not protest moment, but I think a spiritual uprising of very significance. Harold, um, we want to find ways to support you. Uh, adoptatrucker.ca is that a website you're familiar with? Yes, it is, and that's definitely one of the um, ways that people can can reach out to us. I'm actually just looking at my notes because there's also that. Well, we we lost the GoFundMe thing, and, and uh, give GiveSendGo.com. GiveSendGo.com. I'm going to repeat it one more time for GiveSendGo.com is a Christian organization that is supporting the truckers. If there's another one besides AdoptTrucker.ca for Canada and GiveSendGo.com, if there's some other uh, site I should know. No, that's that's where we're that's where everything's going. And just so the public does know, the the um, these funds are coming to us. It's it's been unbelievable. And what's so humbling is. When everything's like, so when uh, GoFundMe got frozen, somebody uh, stepped in and, and and said that his attorney general is going to sue them if they don't refund that money right away. And good friends of mine right away said, Harold, we're getting our money back and we're going to give you double. So every move that the government has made has actually backfired on them. And when I got family, my mother-in-law is a very big worrier and she keeps trying to text me and I'm, I'm too busy to talk to her because and I just keep saying mom don't worry the Lord's taking care of things and my dad just called me tonight and uh he's crying on the phone <laughs> I shouldn't do say a taco and I said dad we're good we're being taken care of and we will be home by the end of the month I believe if if not we'll still be good we're going to go to another guest right now but before you go Ned Ned, can you un is Ned on right now that he can unmute uh unmute Ned and here. Okay, pray for Harold Jonker, this man of God who's been raised up by the Lord in this critical moment. Ned, pray for him. Amen. Well, I was just inspired by Psalms 138, verse 7, which says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, 
You preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me. Father, I thank you right now for this man of God standing in the hour that you have given him to stand, Lord. We thank you for his leadership, for his strength. We thank you, Lord, for his family, God. We thank you for all of those truckers out there and freedom-loving peoples of the world that he represents, God. And Lord, right now, I thank you that your presence rests upon that gathering, Lord, that your presence goes before them and behind them, Lord. And I thank you for releasing that backfire against everything that's been done against them, Lord. God, I thank you right now that your angels are released on assignment over that place and in, Lord, even into the halls of government there in Canada, God, that you would begin to turn the hearts of the leaders there in that government, Father. Lord, we thank you right now. We ask, Lord, that you, we ask you to rebuke the spiritual powers upholding the wicked in office there, Lord. Would those spiritual powers be eviscerated in the name of Jesus? And Lord, I thank you for the truth coming out and that every lying tongue would be judged in the name of Jesus and that this group would be vindicated before all men, Lord. We ask that you pull the curtain back on the circus behind the government, Lord, that you, that you pull the curtain back on every evil device, Lord, and that your truth would reign supreme in God. In all of this, we thank you that you are glorified. So we bless this man. We bless his company. We bless his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Ned. Ned, how many children do you have? Six. So I'm very humbled listening to this man. You got seven to go, yeah. brother. <laughs> hey, but, but you know what? No matter how many kids you all have, there's always somebody that has been blessed with more. And Amen. it's it's so amazing. But the, the Lord blesses those who trust in him. And, and this is uh, this is so beautiful to spend some time with you here and to be prayed over is 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 humbling. Thank you. Harold, we so You're honor welcome. you. We respect you. We love you. I want you to come back on. I'm going to let you get to your family and to all that you're caring for, but you have blessed us by giving this much time to us. Thank you, Harold Jonker. And let your dad know he's got the name of Martin Luther. I will let him know. Thank you very much. I, I wrote that note down. <laughs> Thank you. Bless you and love you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please read the show notes for additional details if you would like a copy of the book or resources mentioned. Remember that WellVersed is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. We rely on your support and partnership. Thank you for listening to the WellVersed podcast. For more information, please go to www.wellversedworld.org.